kids okay so hello and welcome to uh episode 12 of the sales syndicate podcast now and i'm joined um by nick biffin uh again um and we're gonna be going sort of deep or sort of diving back into um funding round so our first uh episode a couple of weeks ago on funding uh or on sales triggers sorry um we looked at funding rounds uh, and each of the subcategories or sub um, sort of triggers that we track within uh, the funding round um, category um, and today we're going to be talking about expansion plans and there's another five subcategories within expansion plans um but i'll uh, hand over to nick for a very brief introduction um, and then we'll crack on with um, expansion plans. Yeah, good to uh, good to be on again. You know, giving some insight into how different sales triggers can lead to spend within an organisation, um, or more specifically, you know, growth, and that will come in a many different forms. What we're really touching on here is expansion plans, and again, you know, within this, there's four or five different remits really in terms of you know different opportunities that can come with different forms of expansion um so we want to really delve down and dig a little deeper into those and ultimately what they can lead to so yeah pretty excited to get going on this one as well now i think there are just a bit of a recap there are i think 116 sales triggers that um, that we track here at Selligence, and uh, there are um, countless ways that you can um, track each of those so we will be giving you a bit of insight as to you know of the expansion plan um, sort of topic that we're touching on today where you could look um, in order to um, track those manually um, uh, if you wanted to obviously each of the sales triggers that we're going to be speaking about over the next few weeks is extremely valuable in its own right um and then obviously as a as a collective as a collective of 115 or 116 sales triggers they are uh, beyond valuable um but but yeah so that's let's kick off on expansion plans there. so when we're talking about expansion plans are we talking physical are we talking headcount uh, you know what what are we talking about there's a there's a there's a big gap actually that you know in terms of like there's multiple different forms but ultimately a lot of them if you can spot them are early signs of growth so without actually the company announcing that they're going to go through growth or you know perhaps other forms they're about to launch a new product or maybe a new tool or new geographical focus it's a very early indicator that there are movements being made to help support um, that vision or that um, movement into a new space. And ultimately, again, if you're able to track them in real time, it's a really good opportunity or um, scope to start reaching out, building a relationship ahead of that major announcement coming out in, within the market. Okay, so I guess um, if we're going to start with probably the most obvious, right? So if we go sort of top down, so expansion plans starting at the top is probably general expansion, right? As just uh, as a a wider company so what are we what are we talking about in terms of general expansion yeah again so in, in a couple of different forms really but organizations you know everybody will start off from their initial hub as a business um and ultimately through growth they'll look to cement you know additional teams or, or offices within different regions different countries obviously to help them support you know whether there are language barriers if they're launching within another another country, or it may even be due to time zones. So general expansion really, and probably the major one on this is the announcement of opening of new offices, obviously to support that that I mentioned. So this will come then with an array of, I suppose, other 
complications within the background. So for argument's sake, if you are a, let's say, fintech organization, you're dealing within um, digital format, digital currency, then the complications will align from multiple different facets. So if you are operating out of the UK and you are suddenly looking to open up and launch across the US, for example, the complications within that will delve right down from obviously currency that they are dealing in. Again, things like customer support across different time zones. It may even actually come down to complications such as different tax laws. You know, there are that's very, very vast across the US and actually varies from state to state. So suddenly where you can start to understand, okay, well, they're launching or announce that they're opening a new office within this location, it's suddenly an opportunity outside of that to start to think of the other implicating factors that are going to play a part within that um, that launch of that new arm of the business. So really, you know, where you're starting to look for those different opportunities, this can come in from a multitude, really, from a legal perspective, compliance from a regulatory aspect can even come across for even from more of a staffing point of view and across obviously HR laws changing um, even from like um, staff payroll for example it really does start to implicate and affect all those different factors that will then go into that business so ultimately from a sales professional that's looking for new opportunities to sell their product whatever that may be um, to fit in with that they really need to start thinking around okay well within that specific region what is it that could perhaps influence or change but you know ultimately as much as these organizations will have you know they will have consultancies that are helping them go through this migration and transition in terms of opening those new offices but realistically there's probably still going to be a lot of things down at a day-to-day level perhaps that they haven't thought of and that again more so thinking more around okay what about how are the team going to operate you know is there different factors that affect that team's that sales team's outreach within the day for argument's sake if they're in the u.s on the east coast and they're having to sell right across the u.s you know how's that then going to differ if they're reaching out to the west coast for example there's a lot of other factors within here where there's opportunity to sell different products and different services into that business to help obviously fund and, and support that move ultimately behind the scenes as well in order for an organization to open a new office there's going to be some funding and there's going to be a budget in place in order to help them get that off the ground so there's a good opportunity for spend within that but really it's from a sales point of view it's understanding the reach out but really getting in to understand the pains um, that that company has experienced and actually what's the process that they've been through through their consultancy um, in order to open that new office and it's then finding the gaps in terms of where your product can help support support that move and ultimately you know let's face it any new business that's opening within a new region there's a strategic um reason why they have chosen to do that maybe that's in terms of the additional revenue predominantly that they can look that they can get from that is it around the bigger deal sizes that deal sizes that they may be able to get is it around actually a bigger market in terms of where their icp customer fits it's around understanding that to then essentially funnel back in and ultimately you know ultimately getting your product and your pricing point to fit within that budget allocation so because um i guess we're talking about general expansion here would you say that there's perhaps a bit more um initial groundwork required and not like you said in order to find out those specific pains because general expansion i guess there's 
a, a plethora, a multitude of different things that could be going on within that general expansion that obviously could fit your ICP or it might not. So there's a perhaps a little bit more legwork to, to begin with. 100%. I think, you know, I've talked a lot there from like, you, you know, new office expansion and that side of things. You know, you've also got the other side of it, perhaps where an organization has announced actually they're going to increase their, their employee headcount by 30% in the next year. You know, there is a reason behind that. And typically what will have been worked, you know, very heavily on is around the metrics that are supporting that. So again, that may be due to some investment that they've had, and that's the reason why they can increase this headcount. But ultimately what it does prove is that they've they've proved their their existence or their reason why they're in the market. So they've got a product market fit. They've got an understanding from a metric point of view in terms of, okay, well, we've got this member of staff. This is the revenue that we have produced. We've really drilled down on our ICP market. Now, if we start to add in this extra headcount X, Y, and Z, then we're confident that we can achieve these revenues in the next year, which is why they're starting to put those figures or statistics in terms of the, the number of additional um, people that they need to add into the organization. Okay, then. So for that um, general expansion, uh, can you share, I guess, one or two places that you could look to to track that? Is it just a case of, you know, Google Alerts, company websites? Where's the best place to sort of monitor these general expansions? I think predominantly that that will be the major part of it. I mean, the, the one that obviously really rings out is actually tracking you know, what are companies hiring for? That That's the big indicator really in terms of, you know, what are they starting to look to achieve through their recruitment process? So, you know, if there's access into the likes of job boards, they're obviously a good indicator, but ultimately, you know, looking from sales professionals point of view, LinkedIn is a great indicator to that. And actually, if you're trying to look at the target markets of clients, you know, you have got the insights page as well in terms of on a company profile on LinkedIn. So that can give you an indication in terms of, you know, what's their headcount growth been like over the last 6, 12 and 24 months. That will really start to give you a good indicator in terms of the growth of that organization and whether, you know, that's expected to continue, you know, over the, uh, the coming months and years. Okay, then. So if we um, sort of drop down the level from uh, that general expansion, I guess the next one really sort of logically to talk about would be regional growth. Um, So let's just touch on regional growth. Yeah. So again, I suppose this falls slightly into what I was having, I was talking around previously, but regional growth will, again, whether that's new expansion again into a new country region, that side of things, as, as I discussed, but also if there's a company that have recently done new office expansion or opening a new office within another region, and we suddenly start to see um, explicit growth within that specific region, then again, that probably falls in slightly, you know, that general expansion point of view as well. There's obviously been a more so probably immediate find in terms of, you know, they found their market fit again. They've understood that, okay, these are the revenues that we expected and actually they've exceeded those revenues within the first couple of months. That's probably a big part of that as well. Um, So again, with that, we can really start to pinpoint and understand within those new regions, new countries, that that's where the growth or future growth that they're expecting to see. So again, with that, it's really understanding in terms of, okay, what's the future plan for that? And again, are is your tool 
going to be able to help them deliver that in a, in more of a capacity than what they've already achieved. Yeah, no, I guess it, naturally when you're going for regional expansion or into a new region, you're not necessarily going to be experts in that region. So you're going to be looking for assistance. You're going to be looking for help. You're going to be looking for expertise, which is perhaps one of the sort of prime opportunities to, to position yourselves as, as those experts, right? 100%. And ultimately, even when you start, you know, and say that regional growth, it's, it's the easiest one to talk around is opening, operating within a new country. Realistically, you probably understand it from a sales point of view. You understand it from a, you know, a market capacity or, or potential in terms of your potential customers that are within that country. But ultimately, within there as well, there may be new startup companies, other existing companies that operate within a similar space. You don't really understand the coverage that perhaps they've got across your target market so these are all kind of the different complications that you're then going to find out in that moment um, and again these are things where again you know additional tools additional support can really help organizations you know get ahead of ahead of the curve or give them a competitive edge over those perhaps otherwise unknown companies that are within that region as well all right, then. So the, the third one that we were going to um, sort of cover within expansion plans is business area. So do you want to just um, quantify what we mean by um, business area expansion? So this is, again, understanding really in terms of, OK, the size of the market. Um, so, you know, within an organization and probably more established, they they may have a array of different services or solutions that they can offer out into the market. And again, once we're starting to operate within new countries, new regions, is it perhaps that one of our products or one of your products is more favorable within that region than others? This, again, is probably something that, you know, companies will start to find out probably over a longer uh, prolonged time within that region and um, where they've got some quantifiable data but this is where really within that they may look to expand a certain tool or certain solution that they provide within that specific region ultimately again it's going to be all centralized around the revenues that they can achieve and how they can achieve their growth plans over that year but in terms of where you know some great companies obviously have done this but it's it's then understanding in terms of which which solution you have has a better market fit than others and it's doubling down on those solutions to ensure as i say you can take that that country or that office to to the next level in terms of that growth as well and how would we um look to track business areas if it feels like um that's perhaps a bit more of a a niche one perhaps one that might not be talked about as much externally so how would you begin to think about identifying those opportunities yeah so a really good one actually for this is to track like financial uh, financial result announcements um within that you will see financial results broken down into those specific regions um as well as the different services and solutions that they provide so actually being able to surface through those really quickly look at those revenue targets which will you know ultimately they'll be portrayed within year-on-year -year growth as well so you can start to see the trends within those in terms of okay what did they experience last year compared to, um compared to this year and ultimately within that the ones where you can see that um you know significant increase in that year-on-year -year growth are the really the um the areas of the business that 
from sales point of view, you want to be tapping into. They are going to be the areas that they will start doubling down to and will start playing a huge role within their strategy moving into the next year. They're the regions that ultimately are going to have bigger budgets for spend. They're going to be looking at new tools to streamline their operational efficiency, the staff efficiencies, and ultimately, again, help support and grow those revenues even further from, from where they have been. Okay, then. So number four, if we uh, will step down another level, would be a uh, a new team or a new unit. Um, so I guess that I get w- would relate really to to the other three potentially. But do you want to just um, jump into new team or new unit? Yeah, this is actually this is probably one of the best to track because this is a really early indicator um, in a lot of cases of things going well. So whereas an organite you know they've experienced their growth they've gone through that they will start to then have really specialist teams in terms of what services what solutions that they're then providing or selling out into the market now ultimately if suddenly a new team or unit arises from out of nowhere it's often an early indicator that actually behind the scenes company's been developing new products again new services, new solutions that they want to bring into the market. And ultimately, as part of that, you may start to see a transition of a couple of employees within to that, um, that new business unit. But ultimately, they're going to start to load up heavily from, um, from the ground level. So looking at like SDRs, AEs, coming into that unit ready to take that, um, that new product to market. So often within this, I'd say out of most of these, you know, they will where there's other complications that come from, you know, launching into new countries, new regions, all that side of things. Actually, if you can start to track where they are hiring in terms of new teams within that organization, this is going to be your earliest indicator that something exciting has happened. And ultimately, where a product or more established company is starting to release um, new products within the market, they've generally got a really good market fit anyhow. So there's an anticipation of exponential growth right from the off. Um, so where again, launching that new teams, um, new systems, they're gonna need all the best tools or efficiencies they can in order to get that team up to speed as quick as possible. And ultimately really define or drill down as much as possible that, um, that onboarding to first deal ratio. So in essence, how quickly can we bring a new rep into the business and how quickly can we start bringing them up to speed and ultimately start making profit for that business as well. So there's a lot of things more so from an operational point of view in terms of efficiency that they would really want to look at to help improve and and take that straight up to, um, to their expectations. Now, obviously, we're sort of coming at this from a... Um sales focus but new team new unit that's obviously a a massive uh you know alarm bell or bell ringing for recruiters as well right so if you're working in staffing that is a prime opportunity to reach out with um you know to sign a new client or to offer candidates right exactly that yeah so you know again there's probably going to be early indications, as I said, initial people starting to move across into new departments um, in order to help put some experienced heads within there. But again, you know, in terms of doing that, they're going to need to grow that team out fairly quickly because they will have big revenue targets to hit. They're not going to be as big as the main um, main part of the business, but this would have been projects that the company's been working on for 
maybe 12 months, maybe even 36. You know, in some cases, there's going to be a lot of expectation um, in terms of, okay, you know, what what this new product or new team are going to achieve. So the importance of bringing in experienced, upskilled people within that to help achieve those revenue targets is going to be absolutely paramount um, in order for them to achieve that. And I think as part of that, um, you know, new team growth, uh, I guess, I think there's a stat, something like when someone goes into a new role, obviously they're looking to make a, a mark for themselves. They're looking to, like you said, increase that speed to the first deal. So they often look to spend I think something like 70% of, um, it's either 70% of the budget spent or 70% of people in new roles spend money in their first certain number of days because they like you said that they're, they're trying to improve operational um efficiencies and they want to prove themselves right so there's a good opportunity for spend in that initial period isn't it 100 percent. and again this comes down a lot to you know how can they improve that operational efficiency and get people up to speed as quick as possible the more kind of important part certainly from looking at it from a SaaS point of view is if you're looking for your you know reps to be operating at five times or ten times their base salary the ability where they have a budget initially will have been incorporated into that when you start looking at quotas and, and everything else they're looking to achieve. So where they may spend early within that process is to get people up to that speed quicker than expected with ultimately then looking over the 12 month or 24 month period that those sales reps in terms of their times based salary and operational efficiency are going to be operating way above their expectations. So they will spend early um, to get those tools cemented and provide new ways of working, basically giving them quicker access into their ICP market and quicker availability to sell. But ultimately with the longer term that actually these people are going to be you know, operating way above actually the, the uh, um, desired outcome. Now, where's the best place to track uh, new team, new unit, news? Probably a bit of a tougher one, um, really. Again, you're probably starting to track um, job boards, LinkedIn, to have a look at what roles are being advertised or even, you know, your key kind of market movers. So for argument's sake, you know, you want to be tracking any kind of, VPs of sales, any heads of sales or perhaps sales managers in terms of, you know, where are they being promoted within that organization? So, you know, there are other tools out there where you can start to utilize this, but LinkedIn probably is the the one that everybody has access to. And whether you're starting to then on your target clients and you're within sales nav, you can start to, you know, essentially add these people into lead lists and start to get those notifications as in when people move. But really, it's then probably a bit of a manual process in terms of, okay, you know, what, what regions does that company currently have? You know, okay, there's two people that have just moved into this unit or this region. So there's probably a bit of a crossover between manual and, um, and automated within that. But it is around kind of getting organized and it's certainly around tracking those, those key stakeholder movements initially. Okay, the, the, the last one is actually, I guess it ties really well into the new team, new unit, but existing teams existing units also grow so team growth is the final one that we're going to be talking about within expansion plan so um let's uh, let's run through team growth yeah there's probably a dependent on the product or service that you're selling um there's probably a couple of things that you really want to track within that so you know team growth is ultimately the goal for most businesses um obviously being pretty sales-led 
but really it's understanding okay what aspect or what part of the team are they growing out are they just growing out from the top and they're bringing in more structure so perhaps from where a startup is loaded in really heavy from the baseline are they starting to bring more experienced heads in that will then lead to um to spend as well because those people have their own ideas own experiences that they're bringing into that organization we'll start looking at that from an operational point of view but if it's more of a established business where is it they're starting to load up or load up heavy is it within their account executive region is it from an sdr level so it's then understanding and saying okay well where does where does your product then fit into that process how can you aid that growth from that level you know there's not anybody out there that can aid it from all angles um you know amazing if there was but that's not really the case but it's about understanding okay where is it they're trying to grow um that team out from and why you know is it actually they're looking for more of a junior level because they want to start to progress individuals up through the business um and ultimately that may then lead into obviously revenue growth but actually it may be early strategy signs that they may have a new product coming further down the line they're looking to get some more experienced people that they can then start to move across or is it purely more from a structural point of view that again they've proven that their best operational efficiency in terms of working comes from having a bigger structure perhaps more from an SDR level helping to then feed up into into more of the uh, the AEs Okay, so that's five different um, triggers that we've spoken about. And I, I think I've just been jotting down the number of different uh, places that you'd have to track in order to just look at those five. And I think we're on six or seven just within those five. So, you know, we, we talked about um, industry news, Google Alerts, LinkedIn. We talk, spoke about financial results, uh, company websites. Um, and that's getting pretty exhaustive just for those five sales triggers. Um, so I think there is... Uh, I guess a massive movement or massive um, trend in the reaching out with relevance is, is key now. Like people don't want to be uh, pitch slapped, whatever you want to call it. They don't want spam. They don't want, you know, cold outreach. So it has to be relevant. But if you're working, I think we said it on the last episode, if you're working anywhere from 100 to 200, you know, leads a month, like active leads and you're working them, then you're potentially having to track hundreds of different sources of information, which is where, you know, Selligence comes in and, and we automate that for you. Um, but is there anything that you, I guess you wanted to touch on in, in, in terms of, you know, that automation angle, that Selligence angle, just to, just to finish up? Yeah, I think, you know, you've, you've got to play this smart, but the, the difficult part from, let's say, traditional processes is, you know, you can gather the information and you can find it but again you're going to be looking in a lot of different places but where it really the real differentiator is is it relies you on going in running those searches multiple days you're also then starting to you know where we started to say around you know team growth you know you're starting to then see okay and you're starting to look at okay what jobs are they advertising in what region in what department it really start you're starting to look at multiple multiple different factors and essentially you've got to start to create that image or almost try and draw up that strategy from your own angle, which let's face it is not always correct. But whereas, you know, if it's the information's being provided to you and we can see that, okay, they're starting to advertise for these roles, but two months ago they've announced that, okay, they're starting to work on new products and new services. Oh, and by the way, they've opened up a new office. When you start to put all of these together and create more of that picture autonomously, then suddenly you're in a much better place 
So when you make that first call or have that first conversation, you can actually, you know, you've done your research, but actually you can start having more of a strategic conversation with the buyer in terms of, look, I can see you've done this. I can see you've done that. Ultimately, what's the bigger picture or what are the big, bigger project plans over the next 12 months? Is that then something that your service or product can then fit into to speed up that process and ultimately make it more efficient? Brilliant. Okay, then. So that's another um, five or another category of uh, trigger covered, another five sub uh, triggers covered within that. I think in the next episode, we're going to be actually sort of looking into new offices, which we've sort of spoken about this week, but we've, we actually track um, another six sub triggers or you know, subcategories um, within that. And we'll, we'll do uh, another rundown, another deep dive on each of those. Um, but thank you for uh, uh, listening to another episode. Hopefully those five triggers give you something to, to go after um, and that you can you know, start making the most of them. But um, yeah, thanks for joining Nick and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Nice.